This is Honest Homeopathy, where we are empowering mamas everywhere to care for their families. The information in this podcast is to be used for educational purposes only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor. I am not a physician, nor am I prescribing or making health care decisions for you. Welcome back to Honest Homeopathy. It's great to be back with you, and I hope you had a wonderful week. I apologize for not getting a podcast episode out to you guys last week. I had some family who came into town from out west and a lot of other just holiday get-togethers to attend, so our little family was very busy, and I missed you all, but I'm excited to be back this week. I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas and that you are excited for the new year. Today we're going to discuss another remedy as well as take an honest look at the homeopathy I've been using in my home this past week. And I'll also share another easy health tip you can implement in your life. Our remedy of the week is Euphrasia. The Latin name for this remedy is Euphrasia officinalis. And the key words to remember to associate with this remedy are eyes and eyesight. Again, the key words are eyes and eyesight. So Euphrasia is a remedy that's made from the plant called eyebright. And this plant is considered an herb and has been actually used medicinally since the Middle Ages. Our key words for this remedy are eyes and eyesight because when you think of Euphrasia, your mind should automatically go to conditions that involve the eyes, specifically when there is inflammation of the mucous membranes of the eyes and nose area. So this herb exhibits some really great healing properties. It includes things like being anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, anti-cancer, antimicrobial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-mucus, all of the antis are covered pretty much with this herb. So euphrasia is used for eye conditions that range from conjunctivitis, so we know this as pink eye, all the way to itchy dry eyes from things such as allergies. So I'm going to share several other conditions that euphrasia has been known to help, and all of these revolve around eyes and eyesight. So these include things such as styes, cataracts, and even eye strain. Oftentimes a person that is in need of the remedy euphrasia will have sensitivity to light in their eyes and they really want to like blink all the time. They want their eyes to be moving pretty much and blinking constantly to help keep them uh, moist. You can also use this remedy if you get something in your eye, such as like a foreign object that might cause pain or it injures or scratches the eye. So euphrasia will help accelerate the healing process of the eye. Other symptoms that euphrasia has been known to help are allergies and colds that involve inflammation of those mucous membranes like we talked about of the eyes and nose and hay fever. So euphrasia is not solely for eyes and eyesight, but typically this is um, the area of the body that's affected when euphrasia is needed. But if you have a cold or allergies or hay fever that involve some of those similar symptoms, then euphrasia could be the remedy of choice for you. 
So this is definitely a remedy to keep in supply to help with many eye conditions that people definitely experience during their lifetime. A lot of times children get conjunctivitis all the way to, you know, adults having things such as cataracts. Now we are going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsor. Okay, so we have taken some time to learn about our remedy of the week, Euphrasia. So now we're going to take an honest look at the homeopathy I have been using in our home over the past week. This week in my home, I've consistently been taking my cell salts protocol for my pregnancy, as well as Noxvamoca, which I mentioned in the last episode I did. Um, I took that a couple of times to help with some pregnancy nausea that I experienced. But this week... Like I mentioned earlier, I was very busy with just having family in town and just other holiday get-togethers. And typically, I'm a person who is very guarded with my time and I spread out my social engagements just to make sure that I don't wear myself out. But this past week, it all just seemed to fall during the same week. So my body started to feel a little run down and I wondered if I might be catching something. So I took two remedies together and those remedies were aconite and bryonia. So this remedy combo has worked for me several times in the past in sort of warding off some type of sickness that I felt like might be coming on or I might be coming down with something. So these are two remedies that I highly recommend having. I'm teaching my mom more about homeopathy and she only has about three or four remedies, but these are two that I made sure that she had for herself and my dad. So I've done a podcast episode on both of these remedies individually, and I encourage you to check those out whenever you have time. I will include the link for both of them in the show notes, but they are a powerhouse combo to take if you ever feel like you might be coming down with something. So this week's health tip or DIY switch has to do with laundry. So I had to make some more of my homemade laundry detergent today. So I thought this episode would be a great one to share with you how I have sort of overhauled how I do our laundry in our family. So I personally make our own laundry detergent. I know to some people that sounds so overwhelming, but it really isn't. So it's actually much cheaper than store-bought, and it doesn't have all of the toxic and harmful ingredients that are usually present in store-bought laundry soap. And I can make a batch of this in five minutes, and all of the ingredients can usually be found at your local grocery store, or you can order them on Amazon. So it's really, really simple. So first, I'm going to give you the ingredients that I use to make my laundry detergent and then I'll sort of give you a breakdown of um, how to put them all together and why I do this. So the ingredients that I use to make one batch, so you could obviously double this if you'd like to, um, I use one bar of Castile soap that has been grated. You can use like a cheese grater or you can use a food processor. Two cups of washing soda and I usually get like the Arm & Hammer washing soda and then half a cup of baking soda and then this last thing is optional but you can put essential oils in your laundry detergent just to give it a scent because it will not have a scent without that and I've used different things but lemon essential oil is a great option and I do encourage you to get um, therapeutic grade like all natural essential oils. So first of all, like I said, I grate the soap. Like I said, you can use a food processor. Um, just, 
you know, make sure you really wash it out well because you don't want your food that you're using next to have any kind of soap flavor. <laughs> um, but I grate the soap and then I mix all of the ingredients together in just like a plastic tub. And then when I wash my laundry, I just put two to three tablespoons per load. So you don't actually have to use a lot because it is really concentrated. And I will tell y'all a little something that I learned while I was preparing for this episode. So here's where the word honest rings true in the name of my podcast, Honest Homeopathy. <laughs> so when doing my research for this podcast on my homemade laundry detergent, I actually learned that one of the ingredients that I had been using in my homemade detergent wasn't as non-toxic as I thought. So I'm actually going to be removing it from my recipe in the future. I used to make my laundry soap with borax as an ingredient as well. And although some people argue that it isn't as chemical laden as other ingredients, it is still not considered the cleanest. So from now on, my household will be borax free. <laughs> if you are wondering where you can go to do some research about different products that are in your home, or brands that you might use like household items a great place to look things up is the environmental working group so their website is www.ewg.org they actually give products a grade so like the washing soda that i mentioned in this recipe has a grade of an a whereas borax had a d grade so I'll include that link in the show notes as well for easy access so that way you can just start looking up some of the products maybe you use in your home and can easily see what they're graded and see if maybe there are some alternative options you could turn to. I've had great success with my laundry detergent and I feel confident using it for my family especially because we aren't exposing ourselves to toxic chemicals every day on the clothes that we're wearing and putting on our body. I will say that your clothes will not have as strong of a scent as some of the laundry detergents you can purchase in regular stores. Um, personally, I think those scents like knock you over <laughs> with the smell, but name brand detergent definitely has a strong smell because they use fragrance. But it doesn't mean that your clothes aren't clean and fresh if you use this natural alternative. Now, some people might just stop after changing how they wash their clothes, which is great. To change your laundry detergent is a huge step. But let's talk a little bit more about drying our clothes as well. So personally, I love to hang my clothes outside to dry as much as possible, but that is just a preference. There's no fear of toxins in drying your clothes in a dryer. The problem comes in when you toss in several of those dryer sheets with your load. So dryer sheets are extremely toxic. They have tons of chemicals in them and the crazy thing about it is that there is such a simple and easy alternative, but people just don't know about it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So the answer to the dryer sheet dilemma is wool dryer balls. So wool dryer balls are what they sound like. They're balls made of wool, and they usually come in a pack of seven or eight, and they help your clothes dry quicker, as well as provide the soft feeling of freshly dried clothes that often dryer sheets can bring. So there are so many dryer ball options out there that you could choose from and they last such a long time. I mean you can use dryer balls over a year for sure. So I encourage you this week to make this easy DIY switch. So look on Amazon, look online, just buy a pack of dryer balls local from a small business maybe in your area that sells them and throw them in your dryer. 
And like I said, with the laundry detergent, it won't have as strong of a smell to your clothes. But if you really are missing the scent from your old laundry detergent or your dryer sheets, adding essential oils to your dryer balls can add a wonderful scent to your laundry. So I usually just sprinkle several drops of essential oils on several of the dryer balls in my load. And I'll just let it soak into the dryer ball. And then I just dry my clothes as normal. So I've used a variety of scents. Um, I've used lavender, purification, citrus fresh. And in the fall and winter, I've used thieves. And some of these are specifically Young Living blends. I love putting essential oils on my dryer balls and throwing them in my laundry. And I just love pulling my laundry out of the dryer and inhaling the aromatic benefits of essential oils on my clothes. So there's a dual purpose. <laughs> you have no longer have toxins from dryer sheets and you're also having the inhalation of wonderful essential oils on your clothing. I hope this episode has inspired you to make some changes in your laundry routine. Like I said, it really is so simple and you will feel great knowing you're removing toxins from you and your family's lives and replacing them with cleaner and safer alternatives. I want to say a thank you to all of my listeners for tuning in to today's podcast. And I want to thank everyone who faithfully listens. I really do appreciate each of you. Be sure to stay tuned in the next couple of weeks. We will be having some guests join me on the podcast to talk about homeopathy and all things natural. So I'm really excited about that. If you have any questions about this podcast in particular, or you would like to share your own homeopathy story, or possibly be a guest on future episodes, please feel free to reach out to me at honesthomeopathypodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's honesthomeopathypodcast at gmail.com. Also, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast. This is how we get the message of homeopathy out into the world. Just a quick recap of today's show. Our remedy of the week is euphrasia, and the keywords to remember are eyes and eyesight. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. This is Honest Homeopathy. Thank you for listening. Mamas everywhere, I hope you feel empowered to care for your family. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review. We have a new podcast coming out every Monday to help you on your journey of homeopathy. I'll see you next time.